1: episode number 55 of BNI the Australian Story. My name is Veronica and I'm here with our co-host and executive director Mr Brent Edwards. Hi Brent.
0: Hi V. Hi everyone. Great to be on again on our podcast and as always we we need to thank BNI Australia for bringing us here today.
1: Well, we've got a lot to thank BNI Australia for, especially over the last week. We had our national conference, which I know many of our members tuned in via Zoom when they couldn't get there in uh, in person, which was you and I, Brent. We had all these beautiful plans to get to Adelaide and catch up with people for dinner and do some face-to-face networking, but 2020, if it hasn't taught us anything, it's taught us how to be adaptable, flexible, and how to use Zoom
0: i tell you what, there was a couple of weeks of anxiety coming from Victorians <laughs> leading up to that. And even, uh, you know, even Sydney was affected in the end because Sydney uh, uh, they, they slammed the border shut the day before. So uh, to Sydney from uh, South Australia. So a few people uh, got across early and uh, they were lucky enough. And uh you know, uh, the great thing about the technology we use now is is people could actually get on on Zoom still. So even in our part of the world, we uh, we, we hired a room at the local RSL, put it up on the big screen and uh, and Zoomed in from there, had, had a beautiful lunch uh, together in between. So it ended up being, you know, ended up being a nice day for us and uh, and the people who were going to go across uh, who could do that and tune in. So, um, yeah, we still got there. It wasn't the same as... Sort of being there, um, and you can't you can't beat that. And uh, you yeah, know, really jealous of the people who who were able to get there because uh, we love meeting up with our with our BNI team and uh, and our BNI family. And uh, what what it does is it actually um, just outside the conference, the catch ups and everything. And I'm, I'm sure our guest Simone, who's with us here today, will agree with that. You you uh, you get to um, share so much knowledge. With each other during that time, uh, help each other solve problems, and, and especially within the um, the BNI director team within Australia. When we do catch up, we uh, we share a lot of ideas, and um, you know the team really works as a give us gain organization, which you know um, many many years ago probably wasn't always the case, but um, we all work together for the greater good, uh, which is um, which fits in with BNI I think as a whole
1: one of the things as a member that I have really enjoyed uh, I guess over 2020 is that sense of collaboration and the sense of uh, inclusivity and coming together and really magnifying the way that we support not only members but the way that um, BNI Australia and a BNI globally has supported each and every member so when someone joins a chapter they're joining something that's so much bigger than just the people that they see in the room so you know, for those people out there who are saying that, uh, you know, B&I is a cult, I, that's absolutely not the truth. But what it is, if you do call a cult an organisation that completely supports members in each and every way with processes and systems and a sense of giver's gain, then I'm happy to have that label. But I've really felt that, uh, especially over 2020, and now that's continuing on, even though we're meeting back face-to-face and enjoying those connections again, which are, you know, real people in a room, not just across a screen.
0: Now I like to just settle this because, uh, as our founder, Dr. Ivan Meisner says, the definition of a cult is they do everyone does what the leader says, and that is not the case in BNI, and I'm sure Simone, our guest here today, will be able to uh, agree with that too. So, so we 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 can't be a cult as such. So, um, although you know we had a um, one of my one of my really big groups, uh, we had a, a. uh uh visitors day the other day and I think we had about sixty eight in the room or something. It was fantastic. Yeah but um yeah uh two new members and uh and four renewals got up to read the code of ethics and it was like a chant and that was i think mean, this sounds a little bit cultish here today but um you know people people realize what it was all about and it was explained and um, and everything was good
1: so well, we, uh, we love to bring new people into the room at every chapter but i think hopefully people listening to these podcasts really truly understand the value of being part of the organization and the value the membership brings you Um, And I think today's guest is really going to help us understand how much work goes on behind the scenes from our members, from our director and leadership team to make these things possible. So Brent, would you like to do the honours?
0: Yes, well, we have a second-time guest again today, um, Veronica, and we've got Simone Douglas, who is Executive Director of b Adelaide North. She is also a social media guru with one of the largest concerns in Adelaide uh, around the social media space, and a publican and a family and a mum in her spare time, and she does all this. And she's also the host of the Australian, uh, b Australia Business Growth Conference. She was on the organising committee. She has been for the last four years, uh, which was held on the, uh, on the 25th of June. She has been on previous, on episode two, and I looked this up, episode two, did you know, was... Um, it came out on the sixteenth of the second, twenty twenty. How different yeah. was the world then? <laughs> you know? yeah. And uh, and if you want to check out that episode, it's uh, from knockbacks to dominating the market with Simone Douglas. So welcome, Simone. Uh, great to have you with us. Uh, Simone's an absolute superstar. So
1: welcome back.
0: Welcome. So my great job with the conference, and congratulations on a on a successful uh, national conference in Adelaide. Uh, Veronica and I we are still bleeding that we couldn't get across there, but um, you know border closures in amongst. But we we were able to come in on Zoom. Everyone wants to be able to see your work, and and you must be really happy with uh, with how it worked out and the feedback. So I think I
2: for the most part I was really happy that um, you know if nothing else, the pandemic has taught us to evolve. And so it was a hybrid event that was live-streamed globally. So we had over, I think, 300 attendees, you know, from a bunch of different countries um, and a good proportion from Victoria and New South Wales, because as you said, about 40 people were due to get on a plane on the Thursday and found out on the Wednesday that they had access denied. So (laughs) that was not um, but, yeah, it, for me, um, putting together a uh, business growth conference is about stitching together a story through speakers. And it was really important, you know, post-2020 uh, to be able to create a story that was really about growth and resilience and optimism and, and how, they, how you then empower um, our business owners who are members uh, and also their guests because it was open to anyone in the business community to attend, um, how you empower them to tell that story in a way that grows their business. So, um, yeah, I was really proud of the way the speakers brought their A-game to the event, and it was really good.
1: Can I just um, add to that? My user experience of the process of purchasing the tickets, the process of getting refunds, um, before I even knew that I wasn't allowed to go, I received an email from the conference to say, we're really sorry that you can't attend and we're going to be putting a refund into your account. Now, we organised these tickets when, Brent, 2019, <laughs> expecting to go 2020. And I can tell you that although we've got a fantastic travel agent and she's done everything that could possibly be done, if every, if every business organisation handled the experience the way that, the BNI um, National Conference handled the experience. No one would have been upset that they couldn't be there. People would have just been grateful that they could zoom in, which was exactly how we felt. So, just hats off to the whole team because it was seamless. And now, they-
0: um- yeah, our, our national conference team does have a superwoman in their mm-hmm. midst mm-hmm. whose name is Justine, and uh, Justine Sandry, and she is absolutely sensational and and uh, one of the most organised people uh, I have ever seen. So uh, congr- thank Great you, team. Justine, for, uh, for sorting that out. And you talk about speakers bringing their A game, and one of the things, some of the feedback I had, they had we had Michael Lee Gerber and Michael Lee Gerber like how old is he 85 or something yeah he, he is absolutely fantastic and how he was he was brilliant he was riveting and a lot of people said well um you know oh, why'd you have him on so early but with the time difference and with him zooming in you know an 85 year old he would have to be up pretty late to be on you know after lunch or yeah. or late in the day. So, so I'd say that was the reason why I was on early because it would have been around, um, you yeah, it would have been around you know, 8pm or something his time or, or something like that or 6pm, uh, I dare say, um, from North America, but, uh, yeah, Michael Lee Gerber was absolutely amazing. What sort of feedback have you, uh, have you had from that Simone? Uh, yeah.
2: So lots of people, um, really enjoyed his presentation. Um, pretty much everyone I've spoken to was blown away that he was 85 and still that animated and, you know, passionate and all of those things. I think, um, you know, again, hybrid events are quite difficult. So if you were a Zoom participant, you were engaging with all of the speakers via Zoom. Um, and, and so you you almost had a more engaging experience than the people who were there in real life staring at a big screen, watching him on video and I think this is the challenge with hybrid events so um, some of the in-person attendees they all said he was great but they kind of all then had big discussions on their tables about which points they missed so they could pull together the story you know all at the table because he had his eight key points um, in terms of really growing a business and taking it global if that's what you want to do um, but yeah I think Ninety percent of the attendees were off to buy the E Myth so that they could read it in
1: full. That's a good idea. Yeah. I love Michael E Gerber. One of the questions that I was able to ask Ivan in q and A, um, a, a Q&A session was, mm-hmm. "What inspired you franchise BNI?" And he said, without missing a beat, "Michael E Gerber. I read the E Myth, and I just did everything he told me to do. And now, obviously, they're very good friends." But the moment I heard Ivan say that, I'm like, if it's good enough for Ivan, then I'm going out to buy the book. And I would say to anybody, read the book, read the book because it, um, the value that it brings to you, and then watching him at 85, just so clear, Mm. so clear on his message, it was just fantastic.
0: I, I do get your point about the Zoom opposed to the um, as opposed to the live because I think I was a bit more engaged with the zoom presenters than I were the the live yeah. presenters because it felt like um, felt like they were talking to you know talking with us like we are here yeah. um, instead of I was zooming in um, you know from a watching a tv show um, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so so that's a really good point um, I really enjoyed uh, Leanne Robinson as it's well
2: She's yeah she,
0: absolutely brilliant and Simone your presentation was fantastic too
2: Oh, thanks. I Look, I think it's one of those things. um, It it was really good. So it was really important to me with Leanne. So she's actually a good friend of mine um, who who I met over coffee about six months ago. And as is usually the way in B&I, you learn how to form really strong relationships quite quickly because you are interested and you ask the right questions. Uh, And unfortunately, one of our interstate speakers had to pull out about, I think it was about... Eight weeks out from the conference, um, and I said, "Oh, Leanne, I really want someone to like speak to emotional intelligence and resilience at it. that. Like, it's the last presenter slot of the day. Is that something you can do?" And she goes, "I can, but uh, it's really important to me that I bring the conversation about optimism into that. Is that okay?" And I'm like, "Absolutely," because I think if we didn't have optimism, we would all given up by now and be in the being in the fetal
1: position and just stayed there. So. I think some of us in Victoria quite often are.
2: <laughs> 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 no, I I had a, um, when was that last Tuesday? So we were in, um, they changed the hospitality restrictions um, for seven days on the Monday to come into effect on the Tuesday. And then there we had five locally acquired cases in South Australia, and there was my phone started ringing off the hook because people are like, "My source says this. We're going into lockdown. We're not going into lockdown." And um, yeah, it was it was a very nerve wracking hour and a half waiting for the premier's press conference to tell us that we weren't going into lockdown. Um, but yeah, it's I think everyone's psychologically been smashed around the head so much. Um, And that moving landscape that's constantly moving means that we're just exhausted all the time by the prospect of things and it makes it really difficult to look up and strategically plan ahead and, and go, where am I going and what am I going to put in place to be successful this financial year so I think having a speaker like Leanne that gave us all those great questions to ask about you know is this permanent or is it temporary do I have control over it or don't I you know is it impacting my entire life or just one aspect I think that that those are really simple questions that allow you to go oh okay hang on this is what's going on right now is shit, but it's going to change and we just need to get through whatever those next amount of things are. And the beauty of I is we have this whole business family of humans that we can call upon to help us get through that period while we're in it. So,
0: yeah, I think well, it's um, yeah, it has made like the situations we found ourselves in and as and as business people. We plan. That's what we do. We plan, and and we 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 don't a lot of things we don't do uh at lib so to speak we've got plans in place and we plan our agenda we live by our calendars we live by where we need to be when we need to be and when those plans get disrupted by issues that are entirely out of our control um that makes it really hard for a business person to to do that and I, i think how uh leanne put that was uh you know, was great. And I yeah, I'm always at the adages, um, yeah, what happens, you know, you can't help what happens, but you can handle how you react to what happens. And that that is entirely in your power. So, you know, thinking about um, you know, adversities you might have in business and in life, how you actually react to that is is key and uh and that is entirely in your power and you know things happen tragedies happen disasters happen mm-hmm. okay so all right you take it on board how do we actually uh how do we actually react to this and how do we handle this so we can get the best outcome coming forward uh, mm-hmm. sorry going forward as such and uh and you know sometimes minimize the damage it's going to cause and uh, and set off those tracks. And as business people, um, you know, it, it's it's hard, but we've got to be adaptable. Mm-hmm. We've got to be able to adapt to this. And uh, you know, in the last twelve months, we've seen you know some people have just gone, oh, the sky is fall- falling, and buried their head in the sand. And some people have said, okay, well, well, okay, what are we going to do? This is what we've got now. Okay, what's the best way we can get through this, and how can we actually take advantage of it? And the next level is the ones that said, okay, how can we take advantage of this and actually uh, and be ahead of the game when when things change down the track? And uh, you know, that's that's one of the uh, one of the great things we've seen with a lot of people within within the BNI network. And I had yeah. someone, I was in a training session the other day, and someone was saying, um. Um, we are doing a a new, our new, new member on ramp session, which we might talk about a little bit later because, uh, we've been running it for the first three weeks and for new members, it's a fantastic session to get on to, uh, to accelerate your success within BNI as a, as a brand new member. But, um, I know it might not have been that it was actually with the director, um, director training we did yesterday and they, they were talking about effects of COVID. Yeah you know, oh, a chapter may be sort of failing from the effects of COVID. And I said, well, I don't really buy that um, because we had chapters during that time actually increase their numbers by 25% and double the amount of income they did yeah. within the same time frame the previous year. So that comes back to how you actually react. To the things going on and how you go with it, instead of um, burying your head in the sand, as such. But um, back onto the conference. Um, who did you really resonate with, Simone? Who was your favourite out of uh, out of out of the presenters?
2: Um, look, I have to be a little bit biased. So Tom Hendrick was excellent, and he's actually one of my members, and I just. I think he's he's really transformed my region because he runs these little workshops on speaker fitness. Um, And all of a sudden, all of my members are are delivering really engaging, sharp weekly presentations that have a clear picture for their fellow members. So the referrals are increasing off the back of that. Um, But he's also just, you know, one of those, like um, he's kind of disarming and genuine so that you find yourself really engaging with the story as he tells it. So I thought that was great. Um, Darren Fleming, just excellent, because I love human psychology. So, you know, talking about changing yourself and your reaction to things in order to be able to make the sale um, and remembering that you don't, um, that, you know, you're not selling to the people they're buying from you. And and what does that look like? So I thought that that was brilliant too. Um, but I just had so much fun um, we were a little bit cheeky with the seating arrangements for the in-person people. I'm not sure how they did it with breakout rooms online, but every table had um, two interstate guests, one VIP, so one of the speakers, and then some people from Adelaide South and CBD and some people from Adelaide North. So we, we forced everybody to network because it was allocated seating, not that they need much forcing, but um, resoundingly, uh all of the feedback that i got you know from all of my members was oh my god i made all these new connections interstate and with the members in the other regions and all the conversations that happened like you were saying in the breaks and over lunch Um, so there was a lot of business that ended up getting done or the beginnings of relationships being started just because of the seating allocation
0: yeah, well, that's, that's a really great idea for a conference because typically you'll find in those situations, people will sit with who they know. Yeah. Uh, they'll go in and meet with who they know, sit with who they know, and really not, they're not really, you know, expanding their horizons as such, whereas uh, if you've got allocated seating like that. And I really liked it how you had the ballroom-style tables mm-hmm. there instead of, like, you go to a lot of conferences and the, the seats are in rows, You usually jump in, but I noticed you had the uh, the ballroom style round tables where uh, where people could connect in the breaks, etc.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it worked really well. We had um, morning tea and afternoon tea was served at the table. Um, so it meant that people didn't necessarily get up. They stayed and networked and spoke to each other. But it was also, I don't know about you, but I hate going to a conference when I've got to lean my notebook on my lap and try and take copious notes, as opposed to if there's a table there, it's much easier, you know, to make it work.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I, I And I agree because I'm like busily taking, taking notes and whether I go back to them or not, sometimes I do, but I I find taking notes aids my retention of what's, what's being spoken. Even if I can go back and, you know, can't decipher my scribble. Um, it's it means it's actually you know made, made it through the grey matter, and some of it will actually stick as such. So um, yeah, that's that's a nice little hint. Even in B and I meetings, as we do that mm-hmm. with the, with the trade sheets, it's really good. Yeah. So um, great to talk about the conference, Simone. Well done. And I believe we're in Perth next time around. So we We are
2: in Perth. So I'm excited. We don't have a date yet, but I don't know about you, Brent. I'll be taking a week and checking out Margaret River and some of the wines up there. Uh, I know you don't mind a good Shiraz after all. We're overdue for a drop of red. (laughs)
0: one thing in uh margaret river very good um their big bold cerezas are very good but the whites are exceptional the yeah. uh the the um sauvignon blancs etc are quite exceptional there and uh if the weather's good if we can get over there when when uh when the weather's good yeah highly recommend margaret river and uh, I might be joining you there as well if we're over there, <laughs> just to get away. All right. Well, um, Veronica, um, that's the national conference, uh, the Business Growth Conference 2021, uh, wrapped up. Uh, thank you to uh, to BNI Australia for uh, for putting that on. I, I hope some of our listeners got along and and got onto the Zoom and got into it. We did promote it fairly. Uh, heavily on this podcast uh, coming up, and uh, thank you for uh, thank you to Simone for coming on today, uh, and for more uh, from from Simone, uh, look out for episode two um, for Simone's story. Which um, Simone, you know it's our um, it's our biggest downloaded um, podcast, the most yeah. the most uh, the most downloads out of out of the uh, fifty four we've done so far. True story. <laughs> true story so uh so uh yeah congratulations on that and it is a really great story so um V
1: I actually uh, I wanted to ask Simone a question while I've got another executive director on the podcast um what would you say to anyone who is listening about the value of BNI what do you believe the value of the BNI membership means to members
2: Ah, okay. Uh, so I often say to people when I'm talking to them about BNI, um, in in life and in business, we can always use more friends, right? Because friends make life easier. So when you go and join a BNI chapter, you make 30 business friends straight away. But the true value of BNI is over the next 12 months of your membership, those friends will turn into business family and business family will do anything that they can do to help make your life better, easier and more successful. And so the true value of a BNI membership is when you transition from having a lot of business friends to having some amazing business family that help you take over the world and that's definitely been what BNI has done for me.
1: Oh my god, I'm so glad I didn't miss out on asking you that question because Brent, we all articulate it in different ways. And uh, we had different executive uh, directors on who were doing incredible business um, and growing their regions. But you can see why, because everyone has their own way of telling that BNI story. So thanks, Simone. That was beautiful. Nice, I get it.
2: for having me on.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Now, Brent. Yes. I have, um, out of that whole conversation, one thing occurred to me that we never really talk about uh, in terms of the membership, and that is your BNI membership gives you some certainty around your business marketing, because as we were talking now about um, the landscape shifting all the time, and especially in Victoria, we felt that BNI was always there. Your BNI family were always supporting you. BNI Australia and BNI Global were always giving you the tools and resources and the systems that you needed, so we never missed a beat. And I don't think that we really talk about. The importance of certainty in marketing in your business, and for less than twenty five dollars a week, that's just part of what you're getting with a BNI membership.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I've had a couple of people, and BNI's, uh, we've had a price adjustment just in the last week. So I've had a few people just ask me, "Oh, you know, what do we get for that?" And uh, and a lot of our members know. That um the support they're getting for that. And a lot of our members, if you ask them, hey, have you changed your price since 2018? They say, Yeah, of course we have. Well, BI hasn't. <laughs> so uh so we've held this over through the pandemic, etc. But you know, some of the things it's um support of members for around 48 meetings a year so they can connect with other businesses using our system to gain referrals for their business. There's the B and I Connect and mobile app access. Um, you know, which, which, which like compared to uh, you know, eight to 10 years ago was never there. Um, b Business Builder and BNI Business Builder App Access, which once again, it's a brand new thing. That's a value add that, that you know, hasn't always been there in our past. You know, there's this chapter supplies, there's regional uh, networking and social events which are organised for them as well. There's awards events, our, our websites and our Zoom accounts, it maintains that as well. Um, and also the training sessions, which a lot of people now um, have to, uh, you know, can just zoom in without having to pay any money and and not pay for, uh, which which is all done through there. So member training sessions, leadership. Ta- Training sessions, leadership team roundtable meetings, um, member recognition, and even the sponsoring of um, of registered charities now in chapters, which we're doing. Yeah, that's coming out of what we do, and obviously the the levels of support from the chapter directors and the ambassadors too is coming into that. So so there's a lot. In what we do that people don't see. So when thinking about it, um, you know what we do. The seat value in our organisation is around the 70k um, per year on average per member uh, in our organisation in Australia. And um, you know basically that's that's what that's what it covers. That's what your BNI membership covers coming in, and you're you're buying into a system that gives you all that support. And as a business person you know that support is priceless and we're supporting you to achieve your version of success
1: and what about the access to over 6000 members within bni australia and i think it's 280 280- thousand members worldwide
0: now yeah we've hit 280,000 members worldwide so I see access to that too and Mm -hmm. uh, they're all accessible through B&I Connect now you know that may may not be for everyone your your local your local plumber or electrician may not get a benefit of connecting with a business person in Japan or something but some businesses within our organization are taking advantage of it and as we've heard through our podcast previously especially through uh, when there was a lot of lockdowns across the world people were zooming in all over the world and actually doing business if it's to their particular business through the BNI network through those connections.
1: Well I think um, we've really uh, given an action-packed view of the value of BNI. I'm so grateful to Simone for all that she's done to help us uh, obviously get to the National Conference and talk, that whole team that have worked tirelessly through adversity and constantly changing rules to be able to bring us what was really a value-packed experience. What is your tip for the week?
0: Oh well, I was just going to leave it on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll say I'll save a tip for next week. But I was just going to leave it on that. You know, B and I's, you know, B and I's uh, system. It's like taking up a gym membership. Um, you know, whether you attend or not. It keeps on ticking over, and um, whether you work it on how hard you work it, it keeps on keeps on ticking over. So, you know, if you work the system you've invested in, you'll get results. And, you know, and if you're unsure of that, speak to someone who's successful in your chapter and they'll tell you why and they'll tell you what they do.
1: Fantastic. Thank you to Steve, our podcast producer, who makes sure that everything runs smoothly for us. And I watch you, Steve, you're nodding away and you're listening and I love it. One day we're going to get you into B&I and and you are going to love it too. Thanks, everybody, <laughs> for tuning in to be an i The Australian Story, Episode 55. Please... Share this podcast with everyone in your chapter. Remember, every hour of BNI education, podcasts, reading books, that you do help as a BNI member, but it also earns you a CEU point. We'll see everyone back again the same time next week. Thanks, Brent.
0: Thanks, Veronica. Thanks, Steve. See you next week.